Welcome to a new world of entertainment. The Ultimate Film and Television Podcast. Featuring Mike Winkler. Alistair Englehart. Daniel English. Jeremy Larson. And Jason Kabasi. Created by friends. All film lovers. We feature in-depth discussions and celebrity interviews. This podcast is available on all major platforms. Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Action Entertainment Reviews Podcast. On this episode, the worst movies, the biggest disappointments, the sins of cinema. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment Reviews Podcast. Special episode for you all tonight as we bring you some of the uh, worst movies, biggest disappointments, and basically the sins of cinema. I am here with Jason Kabasik and Jeremy Larson. How you doing, guys? Doing pretty doing good. good. Yourself, Mike? All right. All right. Well, um, I, you know, I thought this was an interesting episode to do because uh, – Everybody, I think, always wonders who's whose worst movies and which ones do they find disappointing. Everybody's different. And this was a kind of an interesting conversation, too. Like, this came up out of nowhere, and it was just, what was it, a couple weeks ago, we decided, hey, let's go ahead and put a list together of all the worst movies that we think in different categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it you know, would be kind of nice to do something like this because everybody's opinion of this is vastly different, usually, so... Yes. Uh, say and just wait until we get to next one we're gonna do after this i would assume probably gonna be the best of that one's gonna be very interesting because um i think we all have similarities on those probably yeah except for mike the at uh, least in a couple of films i think i think mike is being the connoisseur of film he's got all those french stuff that only the academy awards <laughs> oh, know, right? oh, 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 oh. no way <laughs> no way i cannot stomach a lot of those foreign films and that's why i would not be classified a film snub because <laughs> i cannot stand when the oscars nominate that crap because i never see that stuff mm-hmm Yep. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do watch those films after what, here, seeing the Oscars nominate them and everything. Some mm-hmm. of them are actually really good. I'm sure there's the occasional one that might be better than I give it credit for, but I don't know if I'm always willing to take the dive. I, you got to be willing to have that open mindset, I guess. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, on the first uh, category to do list will be recent disappointments. So, who wants to start this one off? I'll start it off. All right. I I was extremely disappointed with Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, I and that was that was this last month. Like I I was I was like I felt like the movie was building up towards something better. 
and uh, yeah. it was just uh, a guy who has the powers of a rock, and then the the truth lasso will set you free, sort of deal at the end. Yeah, I have to kind of agree with that because there were a lot of story elements that just didn't work. I I, uh, I think the the writers kind of forgot like halfway into the climax about what they were doing and what it was actually going to be because it was just all chaos. Nothing really made sense by the end of the movie. I mean, I will agree that that was a big disappointment. That's not what I had as my biggest disappointment recently. Okay. Mine was a little bit surprising, at least to Mike, because I don't know what you're going to think, Jeremy. I was majorly disappointed by Alita Battle Angel. Hmm. See, I actually have that one on my watch list to at least check out. Yeah. uh, I wanted that movie with a lot higher expectations than I should have. And it did not live up to any of those expectations whatsoever. Mm -hmm. The entire movie to me felt like it fell flat. Yeah. Um, Like I told Jason earlier is that I went into that movie not expecting a lot because I didn't know the history of Alita very much. So I went in just thinking, okay, I don't know the story. I'm just going to accept it for whatever it is. And I actually kind of liked it because I don't know the background. So it's kind of based upon he, he doesn't like it because he knows the history. And I can understand that because I've seen things that I know the reference material and uh, it's understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, uh, I, I actually have two that really stood out in the last couple years. Um, Recently was Terminator dark fate. And then Brad Pitt and Ad Astra. See, I find that really disappointing. I thought Terminator Dark Fate was really good and kind of a new way that they brought up the the universe mm-hmm. of Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me as a writer. I like it when they throw a wrench in in the whole workings of things. Yeah, you know, it's not so much I didn't dis I disliked the movie. I didn't like how they killed off John Connor right at the beginning. Um, I thought it was a bold move. It I was bold. It was that was bold. a huge bold move on their part. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what made it so disappointing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would have li- liked a little bit more, at least out of John Connor throughout the film, other than just being killed off at the beginning of it. Hmm. I think I would have liked it to have been a little bit more of a meaningful death. It just kind of happened. Well, okay. Here's how I look at every single Terminator movie to back up my claim that it's actually pretty decent. Every single Terminator movie that happens changed the timeline in some way, right? Mm-hmm. True. That's why John Connor never looks the same in any of the movies that he's in. And then it changes the same for Sarah Connor and for Kyle Reese, everything changes because there are those changes being made in the movie. And I think that going up to Genesis right beforehand mm-hmm. was when it was just like the final straw. You'd be like, you know what? No, we're just going to send a guy out. We're going to kill him right there. And mm-hmm. it made so much sense to me seeing that after after the fact. I'm going, no, this is exactly what they wanted. And it's not going to change things because then there's just going to be another savior complex coming right after that. And it was refreshing to see a, um, a woman step into that role too, as the, the savior of of humanity. I did like that. There were some elements that I thought were really good and were very reminiscent of T2. 
mm-hmm. um, that were done well. And that was the James Cameron touch, them coming back as producing. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of the ones that actually liked Terminator Genesis. I don't consider that to be as bad as what people made it out to be. Oh, I no. Thought, I thought, I mean, yeah, Amelia Clark, Sarah Connor was was kind of weak. Don't get mm. me wrong. Um, kind of. All right, I'll, I'll I'll say it was very weak. Well, um, she did have a Terminator bodyguard for a little bit, so yes, right. I would consider that a little bit weak. And considering that we're comparing her to Linda Hamilton v. Sarah Connor, it is tough to fill those shoes of Linda Hamilton because yeah. she played oh, God, yeah. in that part perfectly. And to see her come back for Dark Fate, that is what made me want to watch that movie even more. Mm-hmm. That was the highlight of that movie was her coming back. <laughs> I do have to admit, though, uh, Lena Headley played uh, Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. She didn't do a half bad job. I I've saw I think I've saw two episodes of the Sarah Connor. Oh my gosh, can't even talk tonight. <laughs> I, I saw two of the Chronicles, and then I didn't. I couldn't watch it again because I think my parents didn't have the right access to it. Mm-hmm. But I I enjoyed it for what it was. It was set, it was a shame that it got canned so early. Yeah, it, it, it definitely got uh, cut to way too short, and that yeah. has to do with the fact that I I have I think that sci-fi shows on network television just don't seem to last. They're only cut out for cable television, it seems like. It depends on your target audience, because mm-hmm. Terminator is very specific. Yeah. Whereas you look at science fiction fantasy like the, like the Arrowverse, and mm-hmm. that has gotten a huge following, lots of you know, seasons in the running. Uh, you look at, uh, okay, what was another one that kind of felt short to me? Uh, Continuum. I don't know if you guys seen that one. That um, one, heard of it. it was decent, and then they ended it super fast, and I was disappointed with it. I say, you want something that disappointed me for going in that retrospect, Jeremy? Flash forward. Oh, yeah, that was only, was that on well, one season or two? That was one season. And that made me so mad because I personally really loved that show. That's what I mean. And that was on ABC. Another and that was show. on that was on uh, Network's channel. Mm-hmm. That was a good sci-fi style show, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Just go to the show. Shows getting canceled is not because of quality of show. It's just. People are either not watching or the network standards are just too far or far too high. Mm-hmm. Like I thought uh, another one, another TV show that I felt was canceled too early was um, uh, the Limitless TV show. I thought that had yep. incredible potential. And then I think just nobody was watching it. Same no. with Firefly. They incorporated Bradley Cooper very well into that show. Yes, they did. And I mm-hmm. was I wanted to see the rest of that. I kept wanting to get to that further climax, but mm-hmm. too bad. You're, you're right, Jason, too, about Firefly. That was another show that deserved a hell of a lot longer of a run than it got. Yeah, it did. And now it's become a, a cult classic. Yep, and I heard some rumors, too, about Fox possibly trying to get a revival in place. Thank you. Thank you. Let's I hope think- that comes to light. The thing is, is I think it's too late. I think it's too little too late. Yeah, I think it's you're going right. to come out and we're all going to be, it's either going to be, they're going to, there's going to be a huge budget for it and they're going to completely blow it out of the water for themselves. But we're going to be taken back as in going, wait, this doesn't look like the firefly we know, or it's going to completely bomb because it doesn't have that same feel. I think I'm you're right. Gonna, I'm still going to give it a watch though. If it does come to light, 
Well, you let me know because I won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact of the matter is that if they do it without Joss Whedon, feel, it can't be done. I feel almost obligated to watch it just because of how much I love that series and the subsequent movie that came out. I feel like I owe it to myself to at least watch it okay. once or twice just to get an idea of what they're going to do. I yeah. will say Serenity did a fantastic job wrapping everything up, though. Yeah. Very satisfactory. But, okay, right. well, Next is there any disappointments? None? Okay. Oh, um, now, we've already discussed my disappointments in the recent, uh, you know, the recent timeline <laughs> with, uh, with Star Trek Beyond, but I'm going to get past that. Fair <laughs> enough. I actually wanted to actually say... Uh, this for number two for overhyped because Star Trek Beyond I thought was very overhyped and didn't live up to it. But I didn't write that because we weren't supposed to talk about stuff like that. Yep. So. <laughs> um, no, uh, most overhyped for me, uh, Men in Black International. Yeah, yeah. Men in Black International kind of was that. so overhyped. Oh, uh, real it, quick before we go on, mm-hmm. uh, got a question from your mom here, Mike. Uh, where's Dan and Alistair? Uh, they unfortunately just couldn't make it. Uh, They're indisposed. They're fighting Dan... crime together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan started feeling pretty sick. He was saying, and uh, Alistair, we just said that he just couldn't make it for this episode. Which unfortunate. Which unfortunate, but hey, we're looking forward to getting them in for the best of. I still Batman like and Robin are fighting, fighting crime. crime, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Dan, continue. Or, Jeremy, I'm sorry, I'm calling you Dan. Look what I'm doing. <laughs> wow, okay. All right, well, time to vote Mike on timeout. It's it's sad because this movie actually feels too different. Oh, gosh, you actually kicked him out. <laughs> uh, um, but I honestly think that Men in Black International fills two categories of what we're talking about tonight because mm-hmm. it's super overhyped. While the while the chemistry of the movie was, in, was great, like the... They came. They both came right off of Thor Ragnarok, and it just felt like it was Thor and Valkyrie in Men in Black. And I'm going, this doesn't feel like Men in Black. This just feels like you thrust two characters from the Marvel Universe into this universe. And, oh, they're working together, but they sort of don't like each other. They were just playing the hot hand, and that, yeah. that's the biggest issue. Yeah, but that's my, that's my deal. Jason, you look like you had a gripe with that. Man. No, no. It's, um, uh, I, I'm honestly kind of surprised that at least one of you didn't agree with this one. Okay. Or say it, Suicide Squad. <sighs> Suicide Squad was That's so fair. massively overhyped for the product that we got. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree with that. I mean, it, it was very overhyped. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto was probably the worst Joker I have ever seen out of all the incarnations of the Joker so far. I was expecting a lot more out of this film for what we were going to be for what the Suicide Squad actually stood for. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. felt so far on its face that it almost ended up going to my so bad that it's good category. I just think that we didn't get enough of Jared Leto in as the Joker. I think that's the problem with it. Too. 
they gave us a Joker and they didn't give us enough of him to truly understand the character. It wasn't enough depth to him. So I think that's a problem on the writer's fault as well. Um, it's actually uh interesting note that director David Ayer has actually said that he wants Warner Brothers to fund an Ayer cut like the Snyder cut mm-hmm. because I guess there is a lot more of Leto that was shot that the studio had cut out of the movie. And I think that might be where the biggest problem lies because Ayer has said that there was a lot of stuff shot of Leto that just didn't make the movie and he lost a lot of his depth of character and the movie yeah. suffered for it. Yeah. So um, my overhyped actually is um, the mummy. Tom Cruise is the mummy because it was supposed to be Universal's big, huge monster franchise startup. And the movie ended up being not good, fell flat at the box office. And basically the whole monster universe got canceled because of it. I'm not going to lie, Mike. When you said the mummy right there, until you specified the Tom Cruise one, I was about to act, I was about to chastise you for everything. <laughs> you no, know, I like the Brendan Fraser one. Don't worry oh, about it. I God. like that one. No, that was actually going to be didn't live up to the reputation of the movies. Mm. That because mm-hmm. it, it didn't it didn't get it. It was it was just uh, m- the Mummy Mission Impossible, like basically. <laughs> I yeah. just felt like Tom Cruise just didn't fit the mold for the mummy. He was the wrong guy to cast in a kind of movie like yeah. it just it just didn't work. Yep. Bad writing, average directing, and just not a very good story overall. Mm-hmm. But uh okay. Well, uh next one. Didn't live up to the hype. Good, but not to be included in canon. The sequel that didn't live up to the hype, really is what you're going on here? Yes. I had two of them for this list. Fifty Shades um, Darker, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but interestingly enough, Mike, it is something in the Mummy universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scorpion King. I thought the Scorpion King didn't really live up to the hype. Yeah, I can see where you, where you're coming from there. And the other one I have is uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. There uh, it is. There it that's is. That's a good one. I forgot about that one. That was a God. That was a dumpster fire. I'm glad that they're making one more to get rid of that, so that we can get a proper ending because we deserve a proper ending. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't even know they were supposed to be making one more. Where the hell are they going now to ruin this franchise? They're, well, they're going to start filming this year. They gotta bring Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Alistair's not here. I gotta be the chaotic. <laughs> the only character that they I could see them bringing back fairly would be, uh, his now wife. Mm, yeah, you know, uh, for Marion, because she's the Marian, only one to be yeah. made a case for. It. No, don't bring back his son. No, no, no. He was supposed <laughs> to be the one carrying on the franchise, and I'm so glad that didn't happen. Do it. Bring it. Bring bring Shia LaBeouf back. I want to see it. Free, hashtag hashtag, hashtag Shia, free Shia LaBeouf. Justice for LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! Uh, I want to do it just to see Mike's face when they make that announcement. <laughs> I know the anti Shia podcast. <laughs> Mike, if they announce that and it ter- and they do say something about Shia LaBeouf is mm. going to be recast in his role, 
I'm going to per I'm going to go out, spend the money, get everything I need. I'm going to iron on a sign that says free Shia on here. <laughs> the only way they can include the character of Mutt Williams in Indiana Jones 5 is if he's mm -hmm. recasted. That's it. <coughs> only way it works. Mike, I, don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you can dream it. it, you can do it. <laughs> just do it. Oh, uh, wow. all right. So, okay. All right. Uh, what was the sequel that didn't live up to the hype for you, Mike? Uh, the third mummy movie with Brendan Fraser, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I didn't mind the oh, movie. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was decent entertainment, but as far as canon, it doesn't work for me because Rachel Weiss was recast with Maria Bello and she tried to do her best Rachel Weiss impression, but it just didn't work. No. Yeah. That was too funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sequel that didn't left it. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I cannot. I can't get. I can't get past all the ones that we named now. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> you, you mean you can't think of anything better for Mike? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so we got anything else we want to add on the sequel that didn't really live up to the hype at all? I'm afraid if we do, we're going to be on that topic all night. Yes, we are. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to a terrible sequel to good movies. Go ahead and start off, Mike. Okay, here's two. Uh, first of all, Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh. Um, that just... Did I didn't not work. See it. I, I I looked at it and I went, that's not the same movie. Like Dumb and Dumber, or are you talking about no. Dumb and Dumber with hey, Harry? You know what? How about how about include both of them? Because they were both trash. Fair enough. I think this might, might be one or All two right. moments to stand right. out in the Harry, other one. Everyone but... gets one. Everyone gets one. <laughs> yeah, but Dumb and Dumber 2 definitely didn't live up to the hype at all. Very disappointing, especially since they got everybody back. It just was yeah. a lackluster script, it just wasn't really that funny. And a good day to die hard. I didn't think that one was too bad. I hated Die Hard. The one where they're in Russia with his son. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. While I understand your point, I, I, I can't find too much wrong with the Die Hard movies. In <laughs> I, that one in particular is probably the worst. No, I, I actually don't like the second one. I don't like Die Harder. Really? I, actually, I, yeah, see, I, I like Die Harder more than I like Die Hard with a Vengeance. No. It wasn't by much, but I did I did like Die Harder a little bit more. Jason, why would you do but that? Here's a, but here's the thing. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, Mr. C. Shanty. Um, <laughs> okay, it was going to be brought up at one point. Sure, let's bring it up now. Well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Follow Jeremy on Condiment Games on TikTok to look into cheese shandies. But no, it, for me, I thought like the original Die Hard trilogy, I thought was just really good all around. It was just, I personally went in the order that the movies came out in one, two, then three, as which one was my favorite to least favorite of those three. But that's not to say my least favorite is a seven, whereas, and so in, in most retrospects, 
A seven, still pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I like Live Free or Die Hard. I, I, I like the fact that that was the first one to bring in old John McClane, and I thought they did it properly. I thought mm-hmm. the story was still pretty good, and as I call Justin Long the Apple guy, because that's what he was before he was an actor. Um, oh I yeah, just, that's right. He wasn't. Uh, he was the Apple commercial guy. Yeah, and Tim- Timothy Oliphant from Justified <laughs> plays the villain, and he always plays a good bad guy. Oh yeah, um, he really does. So I think that's why Good Day to Die Hard just failed in comparison. Because I liked Live Free or Die Hard a lot. And the problem with Good Day was that it was too short. It was only 90 minutes, which was too short for a Die Hard movie. And I just felt like the plot just wasn't as strong as it could have been. I I can tell you right now, one of the movies that's going to be on my best of list is going to be Die Hard, only because best Christmas movie of all time. Oh, Die Hard 1? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want to get any argument here from that one? <laughs> only Chris, only no. Christmas movie that's worth watching twenty four seven. Not this a Christmas story crap that TNT puts on oh, every year. Gosh. No. <laughs> oh, you're gonna like one of my categories then with, with Christmas. You're gonna like that one. Oh boy. All right, oh. but so I'll go on next for a terrible sequel to a good movie, and this is more so kind of surprising because not a lot of people like the movies to begin with. Mm-hmm. But Mortal Kombat Annihilation is what I have here for a terrible sequel to a good movie. Oh, I can definitely I agree was, with that. I was a huge fan of the original one. Mm-hmm. That one falls under the cult classic for me. Mm-hmm. Just because of the actors involved, and mainly because of Shang Tsung. The guy, uh, Carrie, fuck, I forgot his, what his last name is. Uh, Actor who played Shang Tsung in there was so good, mm-hmm. and Christopher Lambert playing uh, Raiden—that was a good casting decision. Yeah, Mortal Kombat Annihilation took everything that was good about the first movie and just kind of rammed it down the toilet, made sure it got stuck, and tried to plunge it down. And all you're left with is brown water now. That—that's about right. I like that description. That fits it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, on the topic of uh, Christmas movies, uh, my um, didn't you know bad sequel uh, has to be after Home Alone two. All the Home Alones that were after Lost in New York were garbage because they replaced the families. Basically, they they brought yeah. the characters back, but replaced all the actors. You say I never watched anything after the third one. The third one I thought was crap. Yeah. The, well, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the third one. I'm not right. going to say it was good, but I didn't mind it. The third one was cartoony. <laughs> yeah, and, the, the third one's the best of the garbage after two. That's yeah. for sure. I yeah. look at I look at that movie and I go, I appreciate the cartooniness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could see the point with 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 three being. Um, Three, at least, is respectable compared to the two they made after it, which was just TV movie garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah, I could see the point in that. All right, so what All did right. you say you had there, Jeremy, for uh, for that topic now? For the anything after Home Alone 2, you said? Yeah, basically all okay. those. All, all those the, were, all were all right. three and four. Yeah. Was there a five? I can't... There might have been. If there was, I never saw it. <laughs> I never heard about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, anything else anyone want to add into that category? No, I think that mm-hmm. one sums it up. 
All right, so next one we have on our list here is movies that we first hated, but now we love. Mm-hmm. Who wants to start that one? I'll start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have two of them on here. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't decide which one it was that I really loved more after and got to appreciate more after watching it more, enough times. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I have on here is Logan. You hated it on first watch, huh? I hated Logan on first watch. I did not think it was that good. Hmm. Wow. But it, I, I, astir- I learned to appreciate the movie for what it was portraying and all that. And it Mm -hmm. really made me think, like, they actually did follow the Old Man Logan storyline in the comics pretty well. Uh, It it gave me a newfound love for that movie. After watching it enough times, going back, rereading the storyline and all that in the comics, Mm -hmm. it gave me a newfound respect for what they did. Okay. Yeah, I can can understand that. That seems a bit better. And the Mm -hmm. other one is The Hobbit. The first one. Yeah. I Uh-oh. did not like The Hobbit at first when it came out. The Hobbit's tough. The Hobbit is middle ground for me. I don't hate it, but I don't necessarily love it either. Mm. If Dan were here, he, I don't know what he would think because he's the Lord of the Rings guy, and I, I don't know. I don't really know what his thoughts really are on The Hobbit in general because we really didn't talk about it much in the Lord of the Rings one. I'd be curious yeah. to know what he really thinks. All right. So, what about you, Jeremy? I I originally, but this is a long time ago, so I don't even know if this really counts. Um, but I did not like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. When I first oh, watched it, I, yeah. when I first watched it, I didn't like it because it didn't have as much of the action as the other two films. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was a kid at the time, so I didn't really understand. That makes but sense. as I got more into, you know, reading and writing... I learned to appreciate a lot more. And I also liked it because Sean Connery's in it. <laughs> that That's one of the biggest things I, I like about the trilogy is that uh, that ended up becoming my favorite one because it was the meaning of Sean Connery because exactly. I just love the chemistry between him and Harrison. It just, it just works so well. And it's a yeah. shame they couldn't bring Sean Connery out of retirement at the time for, for Crystal Skull because I think that would have improved the movie greatly. Oh, you know? yeah. I think there would have been way too many characters, though. It might have been. We probably would have had to cut one out of Crystal Skull. They probably could have actually cut out the professor they were chasing down in Crystal Skull and replaced him with his father. They could have. That Mm -hmm. that, that could have worked. Mm -hmm. All right, so what about you, Mike? The first Anchorman with Will Ferrell. Interesting. You actually like that movie now. Um, when I first saw it, I hated it. I just I thought it wasn't really funny. I, I I guess I didn't really fall into what the movie was trying to accomplish, what it was trying to do. And um, I was willing to give it another watch after that again. And and as I've watched it on repeat viewings, I think it holds up a lot better if you if you take it for what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I just I, I remember really hating that movie when it when it came out and it just my you opinion see, really changed. I'm gonna I'm going to differ on that opinion, Mike. I'm okay. the opposite. I never really enjoyed Anchorman. Then again, because a lot of I this just goes for my dislike of Will Farrell as an actor in general. Mm-hmm. Because anything he's done after 
being on Saturday Night Live for so many years, mm-hmm. his movies all really follow the same kind of like plot yes, line. And That's true. And That's it's true. like agree with that. forcing himself to try and be funny, which kind of takes away from those movies actually being good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think some of his movies land better than others. Um, this always seems to be the same character. Yeah, the only movie the that time. I think differs for him is is Elf. He was playing something a little bit. Yeah, know. Elf was decent. Mm-hmm. Like in, in any other one, it just feels like he's playing the same exact character. Like even when he was uh, on The Office, I. I think oh, those, yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of people will agree that those are the least favorite episodes of The Office are the ones with Will Ferrell in it. Yeah, it's like he didn't bring anything yeah. new to the table. He just no. was you know, playing a character he's played for years. Uh, when, they, just... when they did that announcement of who was going to be the new manager for a little bit, I was mm-hmm. really hoping it was going to be Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, that God, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Even, even just a few episodes would have been Super, super awesome. <laughs> we got another comment from your mom here, Mike. And he always <laughs> showed show his body. body. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. brilliant. That is so true. He Every movie he does, even an elf, he finds a way to show his body when he's in the, sh- the little mini shower as an elf. I mean, he always, oh. I don't, I don't know, know why he thinks people want to see that shit. Not it's not me. I'm not that audience. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I definitely am not either. No, no. Um, but yeah, I I, I agree with that 100. Um, percent mm-hmm. So, all right. So, all right. We have anything else to add, guys? No. Next category: movies that we loved and grew to no longer appreciate. I love to hate, or used to love to hate. There was one specific movie that I had in mind when I first watched it where I thought it was really good that I noticed a lot of inconsistencies in the writing um, and the overall theme of the movie was uh, Now You See Me Too. Mm. I thought it was incredibly poorly named as well because they missed an opportunity to call it Now You Don't. (laughs) You're right. Like, who goes to see a movie called Now You See Me Too? Like... It's not like you're playing peekaboo with your audience. Like I can't. I see you too. Oh no, no. Oh, what about you, Mike? Um, you know, I really didn't have a really strong one, and I really fought with this, and I've been thinking about it as we've been doing this, and it's so hard for me to pinpoint something that I hate. You know, that I used to love. I mean, if I've hated it, I pretty much have hated it all along. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't really know. It's it's hard. I don't think I really have one. I don't. So for me, we're going yet again back to the Indiana Jones trail here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to the one that I now am ranking as the worst of the original trilogy because mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is just trash. We'll just go out and put that here. We're not going to count. That's not an Indiana Jones movie, um, but the movie that but the movie I have here is Temple of Doom. I was expecting you to say Raiders. To be honest, no, oh, I was a huge fan of Raiders. I've always loved Raiders of the Lost Ark. See, now, a lot of people, a lot of people bring up the uh, the Raiders argument because if 
you took Indiana Jones out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, it would still happen the exact same way. That's true. He yeah. didn't really play a factor in any of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still thought Wait. that movie was really good. Yeah, it's still really good. Uh, Temple, now- of Do- Temple of Doom just uh, it just felt it. I used to love watching that movie. Even up until a few years ago, I still loved watching that movie. And it was just recently mm-hmm. that I watched it, and I was like, why did I like this movie for so long? It doesn't hold up nearly as well. No. I, I always remember it for the, the, the last beating heart. I thought The Last Crusade was so much better. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember as a kid, I think <laughs> Temple of Doom scarred me a little bit because all I could remember was that beating heart in the guy's hand. Golly and I'm like, Golly I'm like, how the hell is this movie rated PG? At the time, it was PG before PG-13. I'm like, how? That was, I mean... Because I mean, now, this was back in, what, the early 80s? Uh... Yeah, I think mid, mid, early to mid '80s. There was, there really wasn't much. I mean, Mike, back then, PG still had nudity in it. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. It did. And now on TV today, on medical shows, they show beating hearts and guts all the time. So it's not that it's not that much of a thing now. Yeah, but I can see back in the day where parents taking their kids to see that movie and seeing that, I could see where they would be a little upset. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good point. All right. So, do we have anything else to add out of this since Mike really doesn't have a. I can't think of one. Category? I cannot think of one. I wish I could. <clears throat> oh, what about anyone that's watching right now? Any of you have anything to add? It's very quiet tonight. Yeah. Very quiet. Hey, it's that's tough. It's tough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, so next category is movies that were so bad they were good. I got a few of these, so this will be a good category. Oh, what did I? What did I put down? I feel I'm kind of the odd man out. Any video game movie adaptation, I feel, has gotten to the point where it's so incredibly bad where I enjoy. Oh, no. No. Okay, now I, I gotta ask this question. Um, yeah. Which ones do you like more so than others? Which one do you consider to be which better ones than... Which out? I thought yeah. Assassin's Creed was pretty pretty awesome. Mm. I think you're wrong. I, I'm and finding that's... it very hard to, to, to say that it's good. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm with you, Jace, on this one, I think. That's okay. You know what? We don't have to agree on everything. No, we don't. That's true. <laughs> no. <laughs> and there's no kind of argument you could make that can convince me this time, Jeremy. I'm sorry. No, don't ever I... say that. <laughs> there isn't any argument he can make this time. I have not seen one good video game adaptation made into a movie that has actually been good. Uh, no, you don't even try and no, say Resident no, Evil. No, no, no. Resident Evil is is good entertainment, but it's not loyal to the games. But it's still good entertainment. But I will give you one that is loyal. The newest Tomb Raider was very loyal. Very loyal. So I've got two movies listed in here as movies that were so bad they were good. Yeah. Okay. Snakes on a plane. Actually, that was one of the ones on my 
on my list. I got other ones, but yep, agreed. And Guns Akimbo. Guns Akimbo. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's one of the newest movies Daniel Radcliffe did. Have you ever seen the memes of him in the street in the uh, bath towel, the I've slippers with the guns yeah. out? That's what it's from? from the, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I might have to give that a watch now. I, I didn't know that was... That movie is so comically bad that mm -hmm. I appreciated the hell out of the movie. I couldn't help but laugh every time I <laughs> keep watching it. Okay, you guys can, I make, go ahead. can I make one more argument for my video game one? Sure. Sure. The Hitman movies. I like those. I do like those. I thought that both of them were pretty good. I did too, and I'm kind of. I might, I might give you the first one. You don't like Agent Forty Seven? No. Agent Forty Seven, I thought, I thought was good. The thing that pisses me off is that the ending left on a cliffhanger that'll never get resolved. That's the thing yeah. that pissed me off about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. But I like Sometimes those movies. You don't though. get them. Yeah. All right, so what was about you, Mike? What do you have in this category? Okay, um, a couple that stood out. Um, and this one's might go back to your guys' childhood. I actually think it's so bad it's good is the Power Rangers movie, the original one. Oh, yeah. No. Uh -huh. Ivan that... Ooze, baby. Ivan Ooze. I forgot all Why? about that. No, I, uh, I'm not going to join you on this one. Were you a Power Rangers fan as a kid? I I was, and mm -hmm. then quickly, quickly that dropped out of my range of things. That's to be fair. Into. That's fair. And, and afterwards, I look back on I watched it once Roger. since my childhood. Once since mm -hmm. my childhood, and not one time <laughs> could I get through five minutes of that cheesy crap. It, 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 that's why it's so bad. It's good. It, I it's still so go back. I still go back to those shows every now and then and just appreciate my childhood all over again watching them. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I could see that. Um I got one more too. Uh Face Off with Travolta and Nicolas Cage. I didn't think I thought that was a masterpiece of a, a film. Yeah, I thought that was really good. It it is. I'll explain myself there. It is. But there are so many elements that are bad as far as some dialogue and some of the way things are staged but it's so good because that is John Woo's style and he brought that same style to Mission Impossible 2 which I don't think quite worked out as good as Face Off okay. um, but no I don't mean that really in a bad way I mean what? I mean that exactly means so bad that it's actually really really good and it's actually one of my top 20 favorite movies Face Off actually it's really good I love the the. I mean, I wanted to know what what pieces of dialogue you were, what you're referring to. Um, I mean, I can't really get too many examples off my top of my head right now. But listen to some of the things, like even like Nicolas Cage does. Some of the lines are a little cringy, but they work because it That's fits the character. The movie. Right, it fits the character, fits the movie. Even right. when the characters switch, even if it's weird dialogue, mm -hmm. it fits the movie and i think right. they play each other's character so incredibly well i'm gonna have to watch that again <laughs> i have to give it a watch again too uh the thing of this is too is that you know uh nicholas cage and i have to honestly say i think that's one of nicholas cage's best roles mm -hmm. and even travolta's too because travolta just plays the, oh. the good and the bad so well yes yep you know so yeah i mean no, I, that movie is still really, really good. But I like the fact that it's got a little bit of that 
bad movie factor to it because that's actually what makes it work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So moving on here. Next category, guilty pleasure slash displeasure. And we will start with you, Jeremy. All right. I have two different guilty pleasures. I am a sucker for historical fiction, no matter how incredibly insane it sounds. Mm -hmm. I think that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is a masterpiece of historical historical fiction. (laughs) Did not see that one coming. I love... Love that movie. One, because it, it borderlines historical accuracy. Yeah. With just enough mystery surrounding it to where you're like, maybe? You know what? To be okay, fair, okay, to be fair okay. I don't think I've sat through the entire movie, so I will no. give you that. Oh, I will gosh. give you that. And just for that, I will watch it within the next week, and I will get back to you on it. And okay. I, I might agree with you at, by the time I Here, finish it. Here's, here's the thing. It's like it's... It's like a historical movie, and you mash it with Van Helsing. The the um, the Van Helsing. You ma- you mash it with that movie. Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing. Yeah, I kind of like that movie too a little bit. So that's the that's the feel it gives me. <laughs> okay, if it's got a Van Helsing flair to it, I'll probably like it then. All right. So, what's the other guilty pleasure that you have there, Jeremy? Um, this one I feel like I'm going to get a little bit more judgment for. I think that the Lego movies are fantastic. They are. I agree. Lego Part One and Batman. That's all I've seen right now. But I both could of those movies. Not, so I could not good. get myself to sit through more than half an hour of any Lego movie. That's too bad. It is. I feel Lego like Batman's that, awesome. Lego <sighs> Batman is fantastic. I took a trip when that movie came out, and it was on the in-flight list of things to play. I mm. watched it to my destination and back from my destination. It was that good to me. <laughs> and I am and, not ashamed. <laughs> like I said, they're the ones that are uh, guilty pleasures for a reason. So True that. <laughs> and now we'll get to the guilty pleasure here, or displeasure after we get through all the guilty pleasures category here. What about you, Mike? I got two. Uh, first of all, Lost in Space. Ooh, that's that a good is a one. guilty pleasure. I got a chance to watch mm. it last week, and it it still holds up for me. I I like some of the cheese in it, and the thing of it is, people don't understand is that the reason why the movie's got some cheese is because the original series had some cheese. So they were mm. just trying to duplicate a little bit of that by making it a you know a little serious with the cheese. And I'm disappointed that movie never got a sequel because I think it deserved one. Yeah, I think um, you're right. And the other one is uh, Small Soldiers. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Tommy Lee Jones played a fantastic antagonist in that film. Yep. It's about to get a re-release on Blu-ray next month. I'm excited. Oh, that's good. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. Deserved it. So I also have two listed for this category. Jason, before you say anything, please, we, we're a family show. Don't mention any adult websites before we go. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's not going to want to do this with me anymore. <laughs> Can we cut that part out of the podcast? <laughs> All right, so... As I was saying before Jeremy decided to bring that up, um, I have two listed for this one. First is Wild Wild West. 
Oh, Will Smith and uh, Kevin Klein. Yeah, that's okay. That, that's a decent movie. That. Yeah. And then the second one is only because of how often it's played in this household because of my roommate's daughter. Uh-huh. And I've just grown to start oh, no. listening to these songs so damn much. Oh, no. I've actually caught myself Whoa. singing them so much. Oh, God. I just going to do what I think it is. Uh, Moana. Okay, it's not what I thought it was, but okay. No, Moana's a good one. If it was, I think... I think everyone kind of gravitates towards that Frozen era. I think Moana is a better, yeah. uh, better, better taste of music than Frozen is. Moana is a definite guilty pleasure to me because I find myself singing uh, "You're Welcome" at least once a day whenever I hear it <laughs> on. Because I never would have expected <sighs> Dwayne Johnson to be singing like that. He has a great voice. He does, surprisingly. I, that, that was a very surprising part of that movie. Yeah. I, I, I thought for sure you were going to say Frozen, and I no. was waiting for you to say Frozen. Um, but no, I, I think you're right, Jeremy. Moana's got, like, um, it's got a certain charm, something that, like, Frozen doesn't have. It's just something mm-hmm. about it that's just, you gravitate towards liking it. The problem is, is that Frozen has the better character development than Moana does. That's true. I won't disagree there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just nothing good about Frozen, in my opinion. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, guilty displeasure. I I love hating on movies, especially dance films, except mm. for Footloose. Like, Footloose is the one exception I have. But any film that focuses its entire plot and theme in dance i just i can't stand it i can't watch those films because they don't they don't resonate with me i just i think they're garbage films like you know like like step up and all that other step up yeah yeah Yeah. agreed and they've made far too many of those movies god knows why uh what about you mike um this one might come as a surprise maybe you guys will agree with me i don't know but uh a christmas story you're just saying that because so like, we brought that up earlier. <laughs> no, that's why I said you're going to find it interesting because I don't know. To me, everybody always says how much they love it, and it's like the movie's boring. It's the movie is boring. extremely dry. Like it, yeah. it, it gets it's oh, just above. Gile. It must be Italian. And that's the thing is that the the family doesn't feel well. It's you're you're watching a regular family at Christmas. Like that's yeah. exactly what you're watching. Mm-hmm. It's got the same level of dryness as the motion picture of Star Trek. Like, oh god, I, I can't. I, I can't disagree with you there. No. I, I I spent so many Christmases watching that movie on repeat. I just I'm numb to that movie. That's what's become for me too. I just there's so many things anymore. Where it's like everybody says, "Oh, look at Christmas stories on for Christmas time." I'm like, and okay, and yeah. I'd rather watch Die Hard. You know- you know what I'm gonna do during Christmas? You know what I'm gonna do during Christmas? Hmm. I'm gonna be What's watching that? football or basketball. Agreed. I could agree with that. Or or watch Die Hard. Exactly. Fair enough. So a guilty displeasure that I, what I have on here is Rush Hour. What? I have secretly enjoyed hating on this movie for uh. so long. God. No, you know what? 
I'm I'm gonna come to Jason's defense on this one. I think I'm actually no. gonna put that in the category of movies that I used to love, but now I don't like. What? Because they don't they don't. I think it's a matter of not aging well as films. I love Jackie Chan. I do. I love Jackie Look Chan. Look at Mike. It's like, it looks like we just shot his dog or something. You know what? I, I want to add that to my guilty pleasure list because all three of those movies I can watch a lot. And I just, oh, you guys just shit on me. You shit on me. Uh, sorry about that, Mike. Nothing oh, I can yeah, do that about goes, it. That goes back to the adult websites that we don't want to bring up, Mike. <laughs> Is there anyone you want to bring up right now? No. Oh, you, you. Oh, so Mike. Mike's another one of Mike's guilty pleasure movies. Uh, it's got to be. What's that? Uh, the the movie about that America Squad or something like that, where it's the marionettes. Oh what no! Hell? What the what, hell is that? You remember that movie, Jason? What? Yeah, I remember. What the hell are you talking oh. about? Hold on, it's got that theme song. It's, it's called like America. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Team America, World Police. Oh that's, my god, that's that's a, that's a guilty pleasure movie for Mike. You know what? Can I add that to? No, I think that's a movie I used to love and hate. I think it's a movie I just hate. Okay, that might go in as a honorable honorable uh, honorable mention for worst of all time. That might go down on that. No, no. All right, so moving on here before we rag on Mike anymore about his yeah. love for Team America. I wish I could say <laughs> um, I knew. Movie that was good until the end of it. Ooh, this is easy. Let's hear from you, Mike. Okay, I'm going to ask you guys if you've ever seen this first. Have you guys ever seen the movie Life with Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds? It's a sci-fi movie that came out about two or three years ago. Oh, I was gonna watch that. Like, I felt like I wanted to watch that. It was that I've life form it. that was that little life form that was like crunching uh-huh. everybody up. With it. Oh, that uh-huh. that's disappointing. I've, I've seen it, and I can agree with you on that. Jeremy, do you want to be spoiled? Because I could do it right now. Well, if it's not worth it to you guys, then I feel like it's not going to be worth it to me because we okay. kind of have similar tastes in movies. All right. If anybody hasn't seen it, close your ears now. This is all for Jeremy. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Okay, so at the end of the movie, Jake Gyllenhaal and Rebecca Ferguson's character are the only two that are left. Mm-hmm. And they decide that Gyllenhaal is going to get in one of the pods to take it off into space while she goes back to Earth. Okay. So at the end of the movie, you see you see it go into Gyllenhaal's pod, and it looks like he succeeded, right? You see her pod go off, and all of a sudden their pods clash into each other, right? Yeah. And they're all rotating. They're rotating. But they're still showing her like she's crash landing on Earth. She made it, right? No, Gyllenhaal's crashes into the water. She is free floating in space, never to be found again. And in his pod, he's being taken over by the life form. And he's telling the guys in the fisher boat to not open the doors. They do. That's how the movie ends. That's too bad. Sequel, it would have worked. But there was never a sequel to be made. So it's just a shit ending. But up to that point, the movie was really good. I was like, I like this. I'd buy this last five minutes. I'm like, fuck you movie. I'm done. For me, I put Hancock in this category. Hmm. I gotta remember the ending to Hancock. Yeah, that was, 
that was kind of a boring ending. I, I'll have to agree with you on that one. Remind me how that ended again. Well, it was uh, Charlize Theron uh, and Will Smith. They're all getting attacked in the hospital and everything, and she gets she gets shot and has to get rushed into the emergency room, and she's dying. And the only way that that uh, he can save her is if he gets far, far away from her. So he just jumps out of the building and mm-hmm. then just starts to fly. Like he flies to the moon or something to get away, and then she's able to live. Like it. That's it, how it ended. It ends with you know them living on pretty much opposite ends of the world, but still communicating with each other because they were still like soulmates in a past life or whatever. Why do I not remember that? Maybe there was a reason why I didn't remember that. Like the whole tragic love aspect that they added into the film was done way too late in the film mm-hmm. for it to really make work. sense or make it worthwhile. Mm. And the way, yeah, like you said, Jeremy, the way they ended that movie was just—it was a—it was, a, it was lackluster. Yeah, it wasn't the climax at all. It's not like they were fighting supervillains; they were fighting a couple guys with a hook and a gun. I wonder if the intent was to make a sequel, and I wonder if that's why it ended that way. But I'm always the person where, if you don't have a sequel guaranteed. <clears throat> Don't do that with an ending because all you do is piss off audiences and you ruin any replay value of it. Yeah. Yeah. P- period. If there's no intent, don't bother. All right. So, what about you, Mike? I went. You it's Jeremy's tired. turn. Oh, that is Jeremy's turn. <sighs> there's so many of these movies. It's, it's hard to pinpoint one that disappointed me the most. Mm hmm. No, you know what? Killing Gunther. That was a that was kind of a boring movie at the end. Hmm. Because they revealed Arnold Schwarzenegger and it he it, I I don't know why they do these docu films where it seems like they're trying to get in all the action and everything because hmm. you don't actually see Arnold Schwarzenegger until like the last half an hour of the film. Yeah, and then right. he comes out, and it doesn't feel threatening because you haven't seen him actually him do it. It looks like a stunt double the entire time. <laughs> so okay. it ends up being a waste for him to it, even be it there. Is a, I wasted two and a half hours of my life watching that film. I, just, I got more and more bored with it as it went on. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Yeah, she just made mention, the other one I don't like, the end of his I Am Legend. That is a good point that was gonna be the other one i was debating between uh was hancock and i am legend is for which one i thought was a really good movie but the ending just fell flat well the thing that really angers me about i am legend is if you watch the blu-ray there is an alternate ending where you can watch the movie with the alternate ending and Mm. at the end he instead of the uh blowing up all the creatures at the end the zombies he gives him the the body back of the girl, and they walk away. And mm-hmm. he survives, and yeah. he drives off with the girl looking for a, looking for a cure. And it's like, what was wrong with that ending? It was better than the crap they gave you. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. So, how does that movie Killing Gunther end? Like, what's like the ending climax? It's sad because I saw this movie a month ago and I still couldn't tell you how it ends because it was just 
shit. It was shit. <laughs> it was yeah. shit. They try and make it to be like a a comedy assassin movie, which didn't doesn't work usually. Um, I think the only movie where that actually did work was the Kevin James film. Uh, memoirs of an international assassin. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh yeah, that actually. Oh was yeah, bad. that wasn't bad. That, that that was done in the comedic way where it worked. Yeah, where this one it was like it was half documentary, half comedy, and it why? It's a bad why mix. That? That's a very very bad mix. I would not recommend that to anybody to make a movie like that. It just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. All right, so we've reached the category, the worst movie of all time, in your opinion. I better go I last, will, because mine's a good I will subject. I not be starting this. <clears throat> worst movie? Yeah. We're talking about a movie that I own that I classify as a movie that I probably won't watch again. Uh-huh. Predators. Is that the one with Adrian Brody where they're stuck in the jungle? Yep. Mm. That was the worst. That was the worst Predator movie out of my opinion. Even after you know the the being in the city Predator, I thought that one was at least decent. Yeah. But they kept they kept reusing stuff from the original Predator in Predators, mm-hmm. and it's just like why? Whoa. Can you be a little original, please? <laughs> and they relegate Lawrence Fishburne to like a 20-minute extended cameo just to kill him off in some stupid-ass way. So I can, yeah, I can I can relate to that. That movie's not very memorable at all. And there's no end resolve. It starts basically the same way, or it ends basically the same way it starts. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what, what did I just watch it for? There was no payoff. There was no resolve. I guess if there would have been a sequel... I don't know why there would have been. There was nothing left to tell of them being still stuck there. It, it's a wasted movie. You're right. I can agree with that. Oh, so do you really want to go last on this subject, Mike? I do. I do. All right. I'll just get it over with and rip the Band-Aid off. Battlefield Earth. Well, I can clap my hands and say that was also mine, so we're mutual on this. Yep. Now go ahead and tell me why. Then we'll see if we line up on that one, too. The Church of Scientology is a complete crock. Um, And this was probably easily the worst movie that John Travolta has ever done. By far. I cannot respect John Travolta as an actor because of this movie. Well, I don't know if I go that far, but it definitely put him down a big-ass peg in my book. Oh, oh no! What are you about to oh, say? Oh no! What did I you for- say? I totally forgot about that movie. Uh oh! Did Jeremy so maybe to, agreeing with that? It's easy to forget about that movie because mm. of how bad it is. Mm-mm. I'm I'm not going to make an argument because it's it's not fair because I haven't seen it in a while. But from what I remember of it, it it's pretty it's pretty bad. I can't believe John Travolta was even ever in this movie. The effects are bad. The he story's the bad. He's one of the people that put up money for this movie because he wanted to get that. He wanted to get this movie out to the world. This was the next major sci-fi project. It was mm-hmm. the next masterpiece. 
No, it wasn't. This movie well, was the biggest. I would much rather sit through a 24-hour session of Frozen than listen to this one more time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie is beyond bad, number one. Number two, I mean, all you got to do is take a good long look at the source material, Ron L. Hubbard's source material, everything that came up in, with his religion in his mind that he says – Aliens came from this, and aliens came from that, and then he has this following, and then I, I don't know what audience he was trying to appeal, you know, appeal to here. Um, I guess maybe he was trying to convert everybody to Scientology in this movie. The right, apparently the right group, because he founded a religion off of it. Well, that's a good point, but this is why this movie really had no audience. Um, I'd, I'd have to check what the box office numbers were. I can't imagine they amounted to much of anything other than people's curiosity. Oh, give me a second, and I will take a look at that for you. <laughs> Creating the ultimate convincing argument, Jace. $29.7 million. That's even far too much. That's... <clears throat> the movie had a budget of $73 million. The box office Ooh. numbers were 29.7. Ooh. Oh my God! No wonder that he was, his career that, took a shit dive. That was almost a fifty million dollar deficit that they took from that movie. By the time they did marketing costs too, it probably costed them a hell of a lot more. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that movie easily stood out as the worst. I, I didn't have to really even think about that. It was just like, yeah, that movie stuck with me for a long time, and nothing's come remotely close. To I think the I might have locked that movie away <laughs> just mm -hmm. because I was just like. Let's just forget we ever watched that movie. For very good reason. I try to forget that I watched that movie, and then the subject of doing a worst of movies uh, podcast came up, and <laughs> then that door got opened back up. Oh, yeah, here we yeah, go. We got points. another comment here um, from your mom, Mike. Zoolander 2 and Vanilla Sky are her worst two. Well, I can agree with Zoolander 2. That could have gone on the category of sequels that were... I mean, Zoolander's not great by any means, but it's 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 decent. But Zoolander two didn't even compare to. Wait, you thought Zoolander, Zoolander was good to begin with, or decent Zool even to begin with? Zoolander's funny in a, in 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 a, in a goofy kind of way. It's not bad. It, it it there's there's some redeeming qualities from it, but Zoolander two is just garbage. No, it's no, I wouldn't yeah. want to watch that. No, and Vanilla Sky I've never seen yet. I've to I've told her that I have to see it to be fair. So, I'd have to watch it also to be fair about it, mm -hmm. but I will take your word for it for now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go into it with very low expectations, so <laughs> I, I recommend that's probably the best. <laughs> I'm actually really kind of surprised, like that. Me and you both agreed on the same exact movie for worst of all time. Well, when you said it came from the year 2000, I was like, "Yep, it's gonna be the same movie. It's gotta be." What other movie from the year 2000 compares to that shitstorm? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think that was 21 years ago at this point. And it needs to stay buried in the ground for eternity. Mm -mm. Uh, here you go, L. Ron Hubbard. Here's your here's your glowing endorsement of that movie. Yeah, the sad thing is when I was like, uh, you know, when I was about 11, I actually <coughs> bought that movie on DVD before I had seen it. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever regretted a purchase more than that thing. Mm-mm. 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 I don't even know. I don't even know where the hell it ended up. Probably in the trash. It had to have. <laughs> no. no. But wow, yeah. So two in agreement with that, and it looks like Jeremy's almost borderline agreeing with us on that. So no, I, I think I think I'll just uh, I'll submit, 
and uh, agree with you guys on it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to go back and watch that film. <laughs> nope, never again. I want to forget it. Now that we did this podcast, I now can lock it away permanently in the vault. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Good. Sounds good to me. Let's let's never mention anything about that movie ever again. No, but you know what happened now. Good. Alistair will mention it in the next podcast just because. He will. Oh, he'll, he's say, gonna, he'll say he loved it. He'll call that his favorite movie of all time, and I'm just oh. gonna we're gonna have to boot him from the server, Mike. I would I would officially boot anybody that said that. I, I boot <laughs> him. <laughs> but so now that, that concludes that, um, I know we've all had some different things on our list. I know we still have to do Mandalorian because uh, Dan wants to do those as well. We're going to do yeah. a different structure with those. Um, I know we all talked about The Matrix, too, about a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'd love to do The Matrix trilogy. Especially with the new one coming out this year. Uh, that'll be a good thing to dive into because The Matrix definitely... that Those are going to be long podcasts, and you have to do each movie on those because there's so much to dive into with those. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do that. All right, mm-hmm. so do we have anything else we want to add, guys? We're on TikTok now. <laughs> nice. I mentioned that. We're on TikTok now. <laughs> yeah, we're on TikTok now. Hopefully, we'll be able to get some good videos out. Nothing in comparison to what our uh, fellow Twitch streamer, Condiment Games, here is doing. But <laughs> No, but seriously, people should listen to those. Those are really good, Jeremy. I, I really enjoy those. They're really <laughs> oh, well yeah, I do, too. I just got to give a flag just because of the fact, you know, I don't think anyone was expecting sea shanties, of all things, to be written down. <laughs> no, and you know what? I think those should make a little bit of a comeback because those are just – they're just fun to listen to. And see, I've actually been talking to people about this for, like, the past day and a half. I, I saw that it was in December when sea shanties came about. And it suddenly started growing traction early, early this month. Mm-hmm. And I kept seeing parodies of uh, Star Wars. Everyone was doing Star Wars, and I'm like, okay, you're ta- you're yeah. you're talking about Star Wars, but the original Navy of Space is Star Trek. It's got to be Star Trek. Star Trek's Why perfect would- for it. And I couldn't find There's- any. And I'm like, I'm diving into this. So I'm diving into this full blown. I have mm-hmm. to do it. Yep. There's also one other thing I want to mention uh, about a possible podcast we could do. Okay. Since we already got ideas, we're already planning on doing uh, Mandalorian and Matrix. Mm -hmm. One that I really think we should do a podcast on is Game of Thrones. Ooh. (laughs) I, I, I think we'd have to do those by season. Well, yeah, obviously by season. But yeah, I think we should do. Uh, podcast um, on that. Yeah, I just got the the series on 4K, so I was going to do a rewatch of those, so that would be... I mean, I'd be good with that, because I'm due for a rewatch with them anyway. I am too. I'm due for a rewatch of them. I'm going to need a copy, because I've never seen Game of Thrones. Really? I haven't seen one. I saw... I think I saw half of the first episode... I never saw anything else than that. I haven't seen the entire series yet. I think I last time I watched was like season three, going into four. So my rewatch is going to be those plus watching the ones I haven't seen. I know how the show kind of ends already. I tried mm-hmm. to stay spoiler. Oh, you never watched? Uh, you never watched the last season, Mike? The last four seasons, I never watched. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised about that. I figured you would have. Well, if we do those, I'll have it watched by then because I need to refresh on those first four seasons because it's been a while. 
Um, but yeah, you know what? Go go to our TikTok and watch uh, Jeremy do uh, cut foot loose. That would be a, a good video there for him to do. That'll probably garner some hits. Footloose sea shanty. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's perfect. Um, if you go on to Amazon right now, Jeremy, mm-hmm. uh, I'm seeing the complete series on DVD for ninety one ninety nine right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to think about that one. I have been asked to do sea shanties about Game of Thrones, but hey, well, those would be good. With with the fact that I've never seen them before, I don't know if I want to be watching and binging through the entirety of Game of Thrones to do that. Good point. <clears throat> I feel like we could do better doing sea shanties of like Lord of the Rings or mm-hmm. even yeah. even diving into Star Wars so people, you know, have what they want. Please the audiences. Please yep. the audiences what they um, want. All the audience is what they want. <laughs> it's all about you, audience. It's all about you. Not giving you what you want. So that's what yeah, we'll, we'll all do. Have, I think that'll be a good um, good series to go over. So mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But, but uh, on that note, I really don't have anything else to add for this one. So what about you guys? Um, I guess just, uh, let's get some more subscribers, you know, it's, it's, we're doing well, but let's get some more subscribers. Unfortunately, this episode wasn't as thing as I was hoping, but that's okay. I mean, we're going to have episodes that are going to do that. I think the reason it was being is because, uh, we had, you know, almost half of our crew shut, uh, you know, cut off, crew. Right? which is unfortunate, but life gets busy. Life gets complicated. Yeah. And we can't, we can't Indeed. judge, we can't do anything about it. No, no, but that's okay. We can always you know get their opinions another day. That's right, that's right. And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't have an It's Sticky moment from Alistair Engelhardt in this episode. We've had them in a lot of them, but there's no moment tonight that I can really think of unless somebody wants to throw in their comment now. See, I think <laughs> I think the only way that you can truly lock that movie away, Mike, oh, no, is if we is. do an episode of Battlefield Earth. No, 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 no. Get him back in here. No, 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 no. Got no. him. <laughs> it's and sticky. there's the it's sticky. There it is. Alistair Engelhardt will be very proud. Done. We're done. We got it. We got it. All right. So I guess I'll just leave it on this note. Uh, look forward to our upcoming podcast that we've got coming up here. We're going to be doing, obviously, a best of uh, to follow up with this one. We've also got The Mandalorian that we're going to be going over, doing a retrospective of each season. Uh, same with uh, Matrix Trilogy. And then from what it sounded like, it sounded like we could possibly be looking at doing a retrospective of uh, Game of Thrones as well, people. So, again, just like, just like Mike said, let's try our best to get some new subscribers out there. If you like what you're hearing, just... Follow us on any of the social media that we have up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. We're up Follow on all major sure platforms. Hit that, hit that notification bell so you know whenever <laughs> we go live. Absolutely. Please do. <laughs> and uh, All right. Well, I think it's time for the uh, the catchphrase to get us out. That's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>